Excuse me. What's up, everybody? This is Not Your Average Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, a.k.a. TG. We've got a packed schedule for you today on Monday, June 24th. Let's get right to it, shall we? Um, the U.S. A story that hits close to home with me personally in the news um, because my dad is a postal worker. Um, the US, a U.S. postal worker was shot dead while delivering mail in Louisiana. Um, that hits me personally. I mean, that just hits me because my dad's a mail, a postal worker too. So, um, this is an unfortunate circumstance. I would I'd definitely say. Um, I don't know why this happened or what premeditated this, or if there was anything premeditating it. Um, not the great a great situation situation to be in but um you know I, uh, um this just goes back to my violence spiel way back when I first started this podcast um there's no need for this in our society, guys. Come on. There's no need for violence like this. Just love each other. You know, I'm tired of saying it, but it needs to be repeated, apparently. So, I'll repeat it until I'm <laughs> until the day I die. But, you know, whatever. Um, a fire in Azerbaijan... I believe I pronounced that correctly. I don't know if I did. Um, has been burning for 4,000 years. And that's incredible in and of itself. Not many things have lasted 4,000 years. Um, that's really quite an accomplishment. To I mean, in they, their village, I don't know what the name of it is or what the pronunciation of it is. Um, is literally, when translated to English, is burning mountainside. And it has something to do with the methane gas just keeps seeping down and keeping the fire alive. So, it's a... <coughs> that's one of those cool processes you don't really see much. Um... I, <sighs> Excuse me, um, but that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that sort of science is cool to me, and I'm more than happy to share the story with you guys um, and girls, hopefully. Um, it, it's just something I found that I thought was cool, and I wanted to share it with, and I wanted to share it with everyone, so. Um, the Confederate flag will not or won't rise at the South Carolina State House on July 10th this year. Um, there's a group, the South Carolina Secessionist Party. A secession Party, whatever. Whatever they were called. Would always put up 
a temporary flagpole to put up the Confederate flag on July 10th in front of the at the state house because that was the day they permanently took it down. But a new group, um, oh god, I don't remember what their name was, but they were like a, a liberty or a rights liberties group, you know, one of those groups. Um, they bought the permit for the flagpole immediately as soon as it was available so that the uh, the secessionist party or secession party whatever they're called um wouldn't be able to buy it and put up the confederate flag and i think this is a pretty cool move um good for them um i have nothing against the confederate flag itself i just don't like everything that went behind the confederate flag you know what i'm saying um i mean the flag itself is fine you can fly that in my opinion but if you're doing it to mark a point and just the name of the party that puts up put up the flag every year before this year tells me that they're doing it for a different reason than just because it's a flag. Um, so, um, I think this is a good move by the, that group that did buy the, uh, the permit for the temporary flagpole. I think that's good. Um, but moving on to our last news story of the day, um, two young children died in hot cars in Texas. Um, apparently when they first got there, it was 91 degrees outside. And then when the child was found, it was 97 degrees outside. And when you're in a car, more likely the windows were up. It probably feels more up to like 120, if not more. Um, especially Texas heat, um, This is a parenting PSA. This happens every year because parents can be forgetful and leave their children in the car. (coughs) But don't leave your children in a car. The car gets hot. I mean, if you're going to do that, leave them with the air on or go somewhere that the air you can leave the air on while doing what you need to do leaving the windows down isn't going to help 100% of the time but at least they'll have air um or take them with you inside it's really those are it's not this doesn't have to keep happening it just be better parents i mean that's that's pretty much what i got for you i mean this shouldn't be happening, I, I to say the least. But I'm gonna leave. We're gonna leave that subject alone and move on to our sports for the day. Starting with the women's World Cup. Um, yesterday, England took down Cameroon three to nothing. Um, England was actually 
had less attempts, seven to Cameroon's eight, four corners to Cameroon's two, 63% ball position for England, 80% pass accuracy to 61% for Cameroon, and Cameroon had the only two yellows of the game, yellow cards of the game. <coughs> and that's pretty much what I expected out of the England game. Um, so no real big surprise there. Um, but... Man, that France-Brazil game was exactly what I expected. France won after extra time, 2-1, to one, knocking out Marta. So two of the best players that we have now, Marta and Sam Kerr, are now both out of the World Cup in the round of 16. Just crazy. But France out-attempted Brazil 15 to 12, seven corners to Brazil's four, one offside to Brazil's five, 52% ball possession for France, 73% pass accuracy to Brazil's 70%, and one yellow card to Brazil's four yellow cards. Um, I, that, that was a great game, that's for sure. Um, but France gets the job done, sets up a potential quarterfinal matchup with the U.S. should they beat Spain today. And what a beautiful segue into that. Um, at noon on FS1, we have Spain versus the U.S. Um, I mean, obviously, as a U.S. supporter, I'm not going to pick against them, but this is a tough round of 16 game for us. One, because... The top two teams with possession are playing against each other, as well as the top two teams with shots on goal. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a really good matchup. I was really hoping for a better matchup in the first round or in the round of sixteen, but you know, we've got a heck of a tough road. I mean Spain, if we beat Spain, we get France. If we beat France, we get England or Norway, probably England, but Norway is dangerous too. Um, but, you know, I fully anticipate the U.S. to win this game, and, you know, I'm going to be supporting. Um, but I'm going to try not to have the men's team do what they do sometimes and affect the women's team, you know. You know how the men's team likes to disappoint at times. Um, but I'm fully expecting a U.S. win here. If not, then, well, <laughs> we'll talk about it more tomorrow than if they don't win. But if they do, boy, am I going to have some fun with that tomorrow. Um, but the second game, at 3 o'clock on FS1 in Paris, Sweden-Canada. And this should be a fun game. Canada's got the better team overall, better depth. But Sweden has, I mean, Sweden's going to play defensively. Canada's going to play with the ball, more possession, I would assume, unless Sweden does what they did at the start of the game against the U.S. on Sunday. No. Sunday was yesterday, so Thursday. Um... But I fully anticipate Canada winning this game. 
and they would move on. The winner of Sweden, Canada gets Germany in the quarterfinals. So that should be interesting. <laughs> Man, that's going to be fun. Um, but on to the Gold Cup. Group A is done with play. Um, Canada beat the crap out of uh, of Cuba seven to nothing. Um, Canada outshot Cuba twenty four to ten. Sixty two percent ball possession for Canada. Eight corners to Cuba's four. Eighty nine percent pass accuracy to Cuba's eighty two percent. And one yellow card for Canada to Cuba's three. Now I didn't expect Canada to beat Cuba that badly, but. Canada got the got the result and is into the quarterfinals of the Gold Cup and will face the winner of Group B, which will be Costa Rica or Haiti. We'll come back to that later. <clears throat> um, in the second game, Martinique actually gave Mexico more of a fight than I was expecting. Um, Mexico ultimately won the game 3-2, to two, but I didn't expect Martinique to score two goals on Mexico. This makes me rethink how the Mexican team can or is going to play now a little bit. Um, Mexico outshot Martinique 25 to 6, 66% ball possession for Mexico, nine corners to Martinique's three, 95% pass accuracy to Martinique's 81%, and two yellow cards for Mexico to Martinique's three. And Mexico is through to the quarterfinals as well, having a perfect record going in. And Mexico will face the runner-up of Group B in Houston on June 29th, which is Saturday. Yes. Um, so, we'll see how that one goes. Um, but anyway, moving on to today's matches. Group B finishes up play today. In our first game at 6.30 in Harrison, New Jersey, Bermuda takes on Nicaragua. Both teams have no points, and both teams cannot advance to the knockouts or to the quarterfinals. So this is just a game for personal pride. Um, Bermuda's look like the better team during this tournament, but for some reason I think Nicaragua will win this game. Um, so we'll see, but what an attendance. Oh, wherever Mexico goes, there's a huge attendance. Must be nice. Jeez. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, um, I think Nick Rago, I mean, this game is meaningless in the grand scheme of things, but. I would. I it really doesn't matter. Uh, I guess um, the second game of the night is what matters. At nine o'clock, Costa Rica takes on Haiti, and both teams are tied at the top right now. Both teams are through to the quarterfinals, but we have to determine who will be facing Canada and who will be facing Mexico in the quarterfinals. Personally, I like Costa Rica to win this game. A draw would get Costa Rica the group. So a win. The only way Haiti can win this group is if they win the game. Um, Costa Rica wins the group with a draw or a win. So if Costa Rica wins or draws, they would face Canada and Haiti would face Mexico. 
if Haiti wins, Haiti would face Canada and Costa Rica would face Mexico. Which Costa Rica, Mexico in the quarterfinals, that's ridiculous. No. It should be it should be co- uh, <coughs> Costa Rica, Mexico should be a semifinal, not a quarterfinal. Just like US and France should not be a quarterfinal. It should be a semifinal or a final. But you know, that's how it's drawn up, so whatever. Um, we'll see how Haiti does tonight. I don't know how it's going to happen. I think, uh, But I, I, I expect Costa Rica to win, even if they get a draw. Like I said, Costa Rica wins the group in that case, so that's fine. Um, but I fully anticipate Costa Rica winning this game and winning the group and facing Canada in the semi- quarterfinals. All right, then, moving on to College World Series finals start tonight at 7 on ESPN. Michigan against Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt takes game, well, mm, I don't know. All right, no, I'm going to stick with it. I think Van, my, na- my national champion pick at the beginning of this tournament was Vanderbilt. I'm sticking with them. I think Vanderbilt will get this done in two games. <clears throat> I think Kumar Rocker is going to come in in game two tomorrow night on tomorrow night and shut them down. So that means Michigan would need to win tonight to force the game three on Wednesday, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Vanderbilt wins tonight and wins tomorrow and will be crowned the college world series champions. Personally, um, but we'll see. It starts tonight at 7 o'clock on ESPN. We'll see how she goes. Um, can't, can't be too bad, right? Um, anyway, <clears throat> got a lot of sports news. Um, a little NASCAR for you today. Um, Truex Jr. won at Sonoma ye- yesterday. He is now tied with Kyle Busch for the most wins on the season at four. Um, Which isn't really that shocking because uh, of... um, Because... Jeez, hold on. Because they dominated last year too, so... Um, you know, wow, that is an interesting 16. Oh, William Byron would make the playoffs. That's interesting. Oh, Jimmy Johnson wouldn't make the playoffs. Sweet. That's what I like to see. Um, uh, but anyway, um, So six, seven, six drivers have clinched a spot into the playoffs. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Truex Jr., Keselowski, Hamlin, and Chase Elliott. How the heck is Joey Logano leading in points? You know, whatever. Anyway, um, but it looks like it's going to be a tight race. I mean, there's... Nine points separating the top four of the playoffs right now. So, 
Oh, we'll see what happens. Um, we'll follow the NASCAR loosely as the season progresses. I mean, its season doesn't end until freaking um, <laughs> November, so they've got plenty of time. So, you know. Um, Toronto Mayor asks Raptors fans to give Kawhi space amid free agency rumors. And these rumors say that he's he's declining his player option for, for the Raptors, but he fully they expect him he's seriously reconsidering signing with the Raptors, from what I've been reading. Um, <clears throat> and honestly, if Kawhi's smart, I think he stays there too. Um, he could go to L.A., I guess, but. There's no need for him to go out west when he can just dominate the east and get to the finals. I mean, it's the Celtics aren't looking good. The Bucks are the main competition in the east right now, so um we need more stars to come to the east. That's we got to balance out. Everyone wants to go out west and I'm like, "Oh, whatever, man. There's nothing wrong with the east at all." You just don't want to be there, you douchebags. But um, a man turned down Cam Newton's $1,500 offer to switch seats on a 10-hour flight. <clears throat> now, we have no idea why he did this. Um, Either he, he has to be either financially set or he doesn't like Cam Newton. Um, personally, I mean, I don't know. I I hate Cam Newton because he's in my division as a quarterback. <clears throat> but I take $1,500 for him to switch seats on a flight, and they look like they – I mean, if Cam Newton's flying, he must be in first class. So I guess these are first-class seats. But, man, that's uh, – I just don't see myself ever turning down $1,500 if something – freaking give it to me, you know? Especially if it's from a star or celebrity in the NFL. But, you know, not everyone's like me. <laughs> what can I say? <clears throat> so, the Yankees homered in their 26th – straight game yesterday, which is one shy of tying the alt or one shy of the all-time record by the 2002 Rangers. Yeah, that's right. I said it. The Rangers, the Texas Rangers have the record for home runs con- in consecutive games for some reason, but <clears throat> um, this team is dangerous as crap. I'm telling you. The Yankees, man, I'm telling you, I told you, I'm predicting the Dodgers and Yankees in the World Series right now. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. I don't see the Twins having success in the postseason, e- even though they would be the one seed, right? Or <clears throat> they would be the top seed in the playoffs right now, which we'll get to that in a second. But, um, the Yankees have too much firepower, and they're getting healthy now, which makes everything so much worse. Um, Edwin Encarnacion, Judge Stanton, 
Sanchez, um, Tor Glaber Torres. I mean, the list just goes on and on of, <coughs> of freaking power hitters that can just bomb every freaking at bat, really, if they wanted to. Um, so, I, I mean, personally, I just don't like the... Um, I, it's it's killing me, really. It is to see um, the Yankees doing well because I just I they've won too many World Series as it is. They don't need another one. Um, but whatever. Anyway, we'll look at the playoff picture now. Um, not really much has changed since I last. When when did I last do this? Give me a second to look it up <clears throat> for y'all. Um, hold on, hold on, I'm getting it, just give me a second. Oh, wow. The last time I looked at the MLB playoff picture was literally the first day of my this podcast. So that's fun. Um, but back then it was Twins, Astros, Yankees, Rays, Rangers. Only um, the Rays would still be holding down the first wild card, but now the Indians would be the five or the second wild card team instead of the Texas Rangers. And the Astros and Yankees have flipped the two and three spot. So, I mean, the Twins are hanging on to first in the American League, but I just fully anticipate the Yankees overtaking them at some point. I mean, it is June. We'll see how it looks at the end of August, but or even July for that matter. But, you know, we'll see. Um, the National League was the Dodgers, Brewers, Phillies, Cubs, and Braves. The Phillies are on a <coughs> – the Phillies are absolutely dying out here. Um, and right now the Braves would have the two now, the Cubs would have the three, the Brewers would be the first wild card and the Cardinals would be the second wild card. So the Brewers and Cardinals would face each other for the chance to go to, to, to Los Angeles and the Dodgers and go lose there. Um, but I fully anticipate the Dodgers winning the World Series this year. I think they've been sh- shut out from it a little too long now. Um, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> um, I mean, they haven't won a World World Series since 88, and they've had chances. They've won, they won the pennant the last two years, so I think <clears throat> I think this is the year they finally break through and win the World Series, but that's just my opinion. You can let me know what you think is going to happen. Um, we'll see. Um, but moving on, <clears throat> excuse me, I got something in my throat. Um, <clears throat> moving on to my last news pieces of the day, which is softball transfer news. I know you wanted to hear it. 
Um, transfer season's in full swing now. We got some big names falling to new places now. Um, Mackenzie Herzog, you remember I talked about her um, transferring. When was it? I talked about it 10 days ago on June 14th. <clears throat> and I talked about her numbers that day. Um, well, she's got a new home in the SEC. She left Florida State for Texas A&M. And the ACC is losing a lot of fire firepower for some reason, which I'm about to touch on that again. Um, also, on June 10th, I sent Virginia Tech's pitcher, Carrie Eberly, who won the ACC Pitcher of the Year, also is transferring, and she has a new home now in the Big 12 with Oklahoma State. Um, crazy. Um, that means two of Virginia, Virginia's Haley Busby transferred to Oklahoma State. She was a very dangerous power hitter. And Carrie Eberly, the ACC Pitcher of the Year, is leaving Virginia Tech for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's going to be a force to be reckoned with next year. I'm telling you right now, Oklahoma State is just building, rebuilding. They lost Samantha Shaw, um, and uh, clearly they must, they're going to be fine. I mean, uh, this is incredible. Um, but the ACC is losing some star players, man. I'm, it sucks to see that, too. Um but big names are falling places now, so we are fully deep into this transfer season now. This transfer portal has been exciting to keep up with and watch, and I will continue to keep watching and putting it down here for the podcast. But thank you for listening today. Um, we hope you have a great day. New content tomorrow.